The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him for something. He said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit, one at your right and the other at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus said in reply, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. He replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left, this is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Many years ago, I read a very moving book called Tuesdays with Maury. Have you ever heard of it or read it? It is about the author, Mitch Albom, who returns to visit his college sociology professor after he learns that his old professor is dying from ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. His professor's name is Maury. Schwartz, and Mitch spends 14 consecutive Tuesdays walking with him and watching him dying. The book chronicles the last lessons that Maury taught Mitch as his professor, not only about sociology, but also about spirituality, about what ultimately matters most. Here are two memorable quotations that jumped out at me from that book. On one Tuesday, Maury said, Everyone knows they are going to die, but no one believes it. In other words, we all seem to waltz through most of our life under the illusion of immortality. That is why a sudden terminal illness or even the death of civilians in Ukraine surprise and shock us. We all know we are going to die, but it's very hard to believe it will happen to me 
until death suddenly is thrust upon us by cancer or combat. The second quotation was taken from the same Tuesday. Maury taught, Most of us walk around as if we're sleepwalking. We really don't experience the world fully because we're half asleep, doing the things we automatically think we have to do. Mitch asked, And when facing death, and facing death changes that? Maury answered very wisely, Oh yes, when you realize you're going to die, you see everything differently. And then he concluded, Learn how to die, and you will learn how to live. By the way, that is why the best contributors to the church are always the elderly. When they are facing death, they know what really matters. Give more to the church. (laughs) In the gospel today, Jesus teaches his own Tuesdays with Maury lessons. How so? Well, he wants to emphasize how he will face his own death on the cross in Jerusalem. Like how Maury faced ALS. But Jesus also hopes that this will help the apostles learn how to live better too. That is in sharing the good news of Jesus' resurrection. Like Mitch shared the good news of all the lessons he had learned from Maury through his best-selling book. The apostles wrote a best-selling book too called the Bible. Sadly though, we see the apostles in the gospel walking around half asleep. They are worried about where to sit in the kingdom, places of honor. Jesus' point in the gospel today was essentially the same as Maury's. Namely, learn how to die and you will learn how to live. In other words, it was Jesus' own suffering and death that gave meaning to his his whole life. And that would be the same lesson for the apostles. Death would teach them the meaning of life. Folks, we are only two weeks into Lent. If you're still looking for something to do spiritually, may I suggest some reading material. If you have not read Tuesdays with Maury, I highly recommend that book. But here are two other books you could read for the rest of Lent. I have just started reading a novel called Jaber Crow by Wendell Berry. It's about the life of a barber in a small town next to a river. So it has some similarities to Fort Smith that winds next to the Arkansas River. The protagonist, Jaber, the barber, recalls, Back there at the beginning, I see now my life was all time and almost no memory. Though I knew early of death, it seemed to be something that happened to other people. Then he adds, and now, nearing the end, I see that my life is almost entirely memory and very little time. Toward the end of my life, at Squire's Landing, I began to understand that whenever death happened, it happened to me. In other words, it was when Jaber Crow, the barber, learned about death that he began to learn about life. The second book for spiritual reading this Lent 
is one we're all familiar with, namely A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. You know, we've had so much snow lately, it seems like Christmas in March. (laughs) And so the book seems apropos. You remember old Ebenezer? Scrooge was visited by three ghosts, the ghost of Christmas past and present and future. But do you remember which ghost literally scares the hell out of Scrooge? It was the future ghost. How so? He transports Ebenezer to his lonely grave where no one comes to mourn his loss. Staring at his own grave, his own death, Scrooge suddenly learns the meaning of life. And that is the final lesson of Lent. Learning how to die, we finally learn how to live. Praise to be Jesus Christ.